Hey everyone, welcome back to the first episode of Game Talk Radio of the new year. It's been a few weeks. I'm back again with my good friend John. John, how you doing? Good. COVID's over. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <Right. laughs> God, we wish. Oh wait, huh? wait. It's still a thing. Never <laughs> oh my mind. God. God, I wish. Uh, sadly, no. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. To, it's good to be back, man. It it um. You know, the holiday break is something I very much need. And this year especially, the store was bonkers because we didn't do any sales and we weren't open the weekend after Christmas and we weren't week- we weren't open the weekend after New Year's. So Yeah, I actually I went to your store on I think it was like Sunday and I was like, I'm gonna stop in by game trade and then I was like, <laughs> damn it <laughs> Well and it's it's I've had a weird epiphany this year with everything going on and i just i looked at it and i i was like i just don't always have to push so hard you know i i don't know like you you've known me my whole gamestop career almost and i think you've probably always known that that's just how i always was like i had to be better than before i have to be moving forward i like i'm always pushing to be better than i was before and i'm not saying that's a bad thing but this year i just thought i i don't have to keep pushing like the store right now is and i was i know it sounds crazy it's almost not fun how busy it is. (laughs) (laughs) So like my original vision was to have my own game store, play games at work, make some money, maybe have an employee or two and go home. What I've turned this thing into (laughs) this, this is a beast. I mean, we've got four (laughs) full-time employees and we need more. Like ultimately right now I should have another part-timer on staff, uh, just helping out more often. Um, and, and actually helping out sometimes like even a third person during the day sometimes John I mean we're putting up like on a Monday or a Tuesday we could do a 3k day on a Monday or Damn. a Tuesday which I never did at GameStop I never did that at, at my busiest GameStop stores and oh, I do I do gotta say as far as your employees go like obviously I've known Dom and I've known um, Dave for years and Charlie was new to the equation I like him a lot he's awesome Charlie? Like, yeah like, oh, he's and, great like yeah. I'm always I'm always kind of weird to like warm up to new people. Like I like my, I kind of like my, my game stores to have the same people that I go to all the time. And sure. And sure. like, he's, he's definitely one of those people where it's like, all right, this guy's awesome. Like he fits in immediately. So, so good, good on you. Well, for well thank him. you. And and he's somebody who I did not know previously. He worked with Dom at Best Buy. And so he knew him through there and Dom, gave him like the highest praise you could give. He's like, this guy's great. Everything about him is great. And so I kind of, when I brought him on, I'd, I'd been thinking about it for a while. And then when my last employee, Daria, when she had said, Hey, I've got a, I've got a more permanent gig. Cause she was only working two days a week. Yeah. And uh, when I, when I went to get Charlie, I had to actually make him full time because he was leaving a full-time job to come work for me it was easy to pay more than best buy like it's funny sometimes <laughs> like the the job that we have i could probably pay a lot less than market value but i don't because i don't think that's a responsible thing to do as a business owner but i could probably get away with it but i don't and it's so easy to steal them away from a GameStop, especially but best buy as well because you just have to pay them like two dollars more an hour and to them it's like you know how that's like to get a two dollar an hour yeah. raise it's a huge that's huge um, I wonder if Charlie knows me from Best Buy and I'm just a piece of garbage that didn't remember him. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'll do some... Because I'm in Best Buy all the time. I'll, I'll do some deep dive, deep digging, and we'll find, I'll find out if he's like, I was like, oh yeah, John, John, yeah, and then he'll kind of drift away, like, uh-oh, 
Tell me all about yeah, it, like, little that guy. Guy's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, he fit right in with us, you know. And so we brought him on full time, and and he just clicked right away. He gets it. He tries really hard. You know, he makes mistakes like anybody. We all take something in wrong or do research incorrectly or something or don't maybe yeah. get the most accurate price on something. But what I what my expectations are of that staff. I mean, he he stepped up like Dom did right away. Cause I had Dave for years. I trained Dave personally for years to get him to the level I wanted him to be. And then Dom came in and, and this is no discredit to Dave, but Dom came in and was like, he was a much faster learner. He caught up to Dave very quickly. Charlie was even faster than that. Like, he caught up to Dom and Dave like right away. And so like the four of us, there's not anybody I work with where I go, Oh, I'm working with him today. It's going to be a harder day. Like it's straight up is just, is just slamming every day, you know? And so it's great. But so thank you for saying that. I will definitely pass that along. Cause I, I, it's it's hard to get an outside perspective sometimes, you know, I, for me because I'm in in the business all day. So I appreciate that. Thank yeah. You. Um. And so, but getting so getting back to it all, the reason I brought that up was because I did the numbers for my end of year numbers, right? So uh, every year, GameStop taught me this, but it's obviously smart to do anyway. And uh, so I always look at my comparable sales to last year. Um, okay. So I do it month by month, and then I do it year by year. I don't do it week by week. I think that's kind of crazy. Um, I always thought that them micromanaging, especially when they started doing day to day numbers, like last year on this day, you did this. Why aren't you doing yes. that? Why aren't you doing that today? You're like, I don't know. Last year, a game came out that didn't go this year. Like, don't, don't yeah, give me last that year. Call of duty came out this, this week. And this year they delayed it by yeah. a month. And then the next week they're, they're praising you and they're like, man, you guys crushed last year. Good job. Like, well, because call of duty came out this, this week, this year, you, you <laughs> dumbass. like, come on, you know? So I, so I did my comparable sales and, and I, I actually have some disappointing news. It was the first year since I've opened that I did not beat last year. Oh. And, and, and I was bummed out by that because we only <laughs> missed it by like $17,000 which that was what i was going to ask uh and considering it was a freaking pandemic and you were closed for a long period of yeah, time so we were we that's were impressive we were closed for six weeks and then we did curbside for four weeks and then i was closed black friday weekend and christmas weekend so yeah, honestly if you wouldn't have been closed for those those two weekends alone you probably would have done the, those two weekends would have put us right there. So there is a part of me that goes, yeah. damn, like if I had just pushed a little harder, we could have gotten it. But then I think to myself, that number is just a number. It's just in my head. It's not anything that really matters. The store is successful. We're making money. We can pay all of our bills and put some money in the bank. So there's no reason to push anymore, I guess is kind of, well, I'm evolving as a business owner, like as a yeah. personally, just feeling like I don't have to have all that pressure anymore, which I kind of enjoy, you know, <laughs> like I, I just like not, not having to, um, like feel stressed out all the time about performance. Like I just, I'm putting this thing on autopilot and we're just going. And, uh, and so it, it but, but it was, it was weird because every year since I opened in 2011, we've, we've increased over the last year, 15 to 25%. You know, usually on average, I think one year was like 50% increase, but that was like a big jump that year or something. So like normally it was, you know, pretty steady 25% growth. And then you get to a year and, you know, arguably like last year, we just barely beat 2018 in 2019. Like just okay. barely, just barely. Well, and that makes sense from a perspective of like, you're at the tail end of consoles. So like, I feel like, sales like for new gen stuff would be tapering off a little bit i i think that's fair but i mean 
it's also comes down to like for us, it's our trades too. And so you look at your trades mm-hmm. and our trades were down compared to 2018 and 2019. So then I was like, well, if your trades are down, your sales are down. Those, those go hand in hand. Uh, and so we actually, I think gross sales, we didn't beat it, but we had less returns. Like it was that close. So the difference in gross sales minus returns was still higher last year than it was in 2018. So it was just, hmm. it was cool. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just, it was, it was, it was nice though. I had not ever not worked a black Friday in 20 years. Now, so, what did you do for your Black Friday? Did you go shopping or did you just sit on your ass at home? I did nothing. I did nothing. <laughs> and it was glorious. Uh, I, I um, What I did was I actually took off because what we did was we closed Thanksgiving. So we only were open Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Everyone had to work, only had to work two days, basically, because uh, we do two 10-hour shifts. So we I gave them each two vacation days that week. And so I worked Sunday, Monday. So I actually took off Tuesday all the way through the weekend and then came back to work Monday. Nice. And then I worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I took off. Oh no, sorry. That was for black Friday. And then Christmas weekend, I did the same kind of thing. I took off like, I think it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all the way through the weekend. It was, it was quite nice. <laughs> it was, it was quite nice. Um, so I, but that time of year, because of all that, right. Wrapping around to the whole point of talking about this was, that time of year, because we weren't doing any big sales, our average every day was getting out of control. Like every day was busier than we've ever been on a single day. Like every day we were just Hmm. beating it and we were constantly putting up these weekend numbers during the week. And so it's great because it proved to me that I didn't have to be open on those days. Um, but then it made it more stressful. So I always take my little holiday break there and I didn't do anything for the drop rate YouTube channel. I did nothing. (laughs) Poor Jordan. He's holding the thing all by himself. I did absolutely nothing for the last what's three the, weeks. What's I? I feel like a dick. Jer- I, Jeremy. So so Jeremy. Yeah, was Jeremy not there? So Jeremy is not much of a contributor to content, but he oh, okay. he will be. Like we're gonna figure that out. He doesn't know that yet, but I'm gonna I'm gonna figure that out with him. Like I know he he could do content, and it's it's time that he steps up a little bit. He wanted to um get back on our weekly podcast, the Dropcast, and did I, he drop out of it? No, no, no. Like we haven't done it. Like we haven't done it in like, oh, okay. six months. But I, I just seriously. Went... Oh shit! I thought you were doing two. <laughs> oh no! I mean, I we we used to for a while, but I mean, we haven't done yeah. the dropcast in like six months, and and it got to the point where I couldn't keep up with it, um, with okay. work being so crazy, and and this one's more important to me because this is my baby, and we're approaching two hundred episodes, and I like to I like to do that, uh, keep this one going. So. He, he wants to get back on that. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I really can't find the time to do another one of those, but they still should, or Jeremy should just, you know, put up some content. It'd be great. So, uh, cause yeah, we, he we, could, he could stream his fish tank. He could do he, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Like I'm telling you this, I'm pretty sure we're going to turn our channel to a very strange variety channel pretty soon where we're just <laughs> uploading anything. It's going to be, it's going to be wild and whole, I don't know who knows. Cause Jordan, although Jordan got hooked on Tony Hawk. So all he's been doing is like custom levels videos okay. and they're, they're killing it, man. He's getting great views on those, getting a ton of new subscribers just from that. What is he, what is he playing on? Uh, I think it's, is it on PC? Is he on, or is he playing on PC? If, if it's on PC, I would assume he's on PC. But if it's okay. not, it's not, he'll play it on PS4. Okay, I was gonna say because I I have it on Xbox, and 
Like, if he's making decent levels, I wouldn't mind downloading them. No, so he doesn't make them. He he downloads them and does videos on other people's. Oh, okay, so he's yeah, just yeah. playing other people's. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, playing some just wild, wild creations. Um, And so I, the drop rate channel is going to go through some transformation, I think, one of these days. Uh, But Jordan's still grinding it out in the meantime. He's holding us up while we're all slack. All me and Jeremy are slacking, so... <laughs> Um, so, uh, I do have a rant of the week I want to get to. It's more of a story, but I also realize I've been talking a lot. So I want to give you an opportunity first. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your holiday break? Like, tell me what you did, uh, where you work an extra, obviously in, in your profession, it gets a little crazier on the holidays as well. Uh, what was yeah. the holiday? Like, what were you playing? What were you doing? All that stuff. Uh, so I, I had Christmas off and that's about it. Um, <laughs> Christmas Day, okay. Yeah, um, we we did uh, for for Lyra for Christmas. We basically did uh, Lego theme. So I've been hoarding Lego sets for the past like almost actually four years, probably. Um, waiting for her to get old enough to actually play them, play with them. And so uh, this year we finally got to the point where it's like, all right, I feel like she's old enough to, like, concentrate and build bees and not, like, swallow a, a brick and die. Okay, very good. And uh, <laughs> so I, I think I I probably have about, like, 15 sets, like, waiting for her. And so we gave her about, I think we gave her, like, eight of them um, for Christmas this year. Um, so that was really cool. We It kind of was a mix. A lot of them are the Lego DC Superhero Girls. Uh, which is a girl-themed superhero Legos, which is pretty sweet. Sure. Um, so we gave her, and like, like I have all of them waiting for her. Like every single set from from that series, I have. Uh, so we gave her like three bigger sets, and then some smaller ones, and then they have like they have Lego dots, which are like these bracelet things uh, that you can make, which are kind of cool because she was asking for like she wanted a watch and a bracelet. Um, so yeah, we gave her all that um and then uh i have been playing a whole hell of a lot of immortals phoenix rising which i did okay. not expect i actually really uh, want to play that um i bought a copy now that i think of it where is that i bought a copy of that where did my copies go okay. <laughs> I, I don't think i so, got them actually now that i think of it so the weird thing about that game is it is very much a Breath of the Wild light. And I didn't really... I, I didn't really love the Breath of the Wild uh, gameplay. And it's because it's Zelda... Like, the dungeons in that game aren't the dungeons I want in a Zelda game. They're not interesting. They don't... They don't fill me with, like, suspense on, like, what's going to be in this dungeon, what's around this next corner. They're all just kind of puzzles. And, okay. Like, and, like, boring, con like, like, fight this robot in this room. And so, like, in a Zelda game, that's disappointing to me. But in a game that I have no expectation of, like Immortals Phoenix Rising, I don't have an issue with that gameplay type. Because it doesn't come with 30 years of baggage of, sure. like, me being like, Zelda should play like this. And so, Immortals is just, it's really cool. Like, the the game looks great on my Series X. Um, it's 
like graphics are look damn good um and it's just a lot of fun and then the other weird thing that keeps dragging me back to it is i installed it on my xbox series x like two weeks ago i have not had to put the disc back in for that entire time interesting i installed it i took the disc out and i put in mortal kombat to start like uh installing that and then i accidentally clicked on a mortal phoenix rising and expecting it to like boot me out and be like put the disc in idiot and it just started the game i was like <laughs> what why why is this working and then like the next day i tried it again and the next day i tried it again i was like why don't I have to put the disc in? What the hell is with this game? And uh, I I told my friend Kevin to download... You can initiate an install of a game on Xbox uh, through the the phone app. So even if you don't own it, you can start installing oh, the game. sure, sure. Um, which is cool, because like, let's say you're like at work and you're like, hey, I'm going to pick up uh, John Wick Hex uh, on the way home, but I want it to... I want it to just be ready for the second I throw the disc in. So you can go into the Xbox app, you can download John Wick Hex, and then it just won't let you play it until you either buy it digital or you throw the disc in. And so I told him, hey, download this just to try it out. So he he's downloaded it on his system, and the reason why I told him to download it is he's also got my gamer tag on his console. And so I was kind of wondering, did I accidentally buy this digital? What the hell? And so he tried launching it, and it wouldn't launch. So it's not that I bought it digitally on accident or something. It's just that for some reason it keeps letting me launch it. Huh. Um, so yeah, besides that, uh, I've, I've been trying to play Mortal Kombat Ultimate on Xbox One, which has the stupidest installation process of any game I've ever seen. Okay. Uh, like... <laughs> Like, I've been gaming for 30 years. I'm very well versed in the Xbox console, and the installation of that game is an absolute pain in the ass. Um, you. So, I already had the regular edition plus the first fighter pack content installed from when I initially owned the, the regular game. Mm-hmm. So, I threw in the ultimate disc, and it starts, it starts to install things. And it doesn't give you a menu, like a user interface for the game. It just uses the the console's user interface. And so I'm watching it, like, install all this stuff. And there's two disks. And you put the play disk in first, and then the second disk is the quote-unquote data disk. And so the play disk installed. And then it's done installing on the menus. And so I was like, well, when do I put the data disk in? So I start the game it lets me start the game but it, it the the menu said all of the the dlc was installed but then on the the character select menu it didn't show any of the fighters that you get for the extra content installed like like no rambo no terminator no no spawn which okay. spawn should have been installed from my original purchase of the fighter pack so it's like why is that not even installed what the hell so I threw in disc two, and it's like, uh, we will tell you when to put in disc two, is what it says. And it's like, but you never did. What the <laughs> hell? So, so I had to delete 
the whole thing. So I deleted everything that was installed, which is like 105 gigs. And then I started a fresh installation and threw in disk one. And then it had me throw in disk two. And then it had me throw in disk one again. And it went through all that. And so then I start the game. Starts up. All the characters are there. It's like, all right, cool. Characters are there. I go to... I was like, well, Frost isn't available to me. So I can either buy Frost or you can get to, like, the fourth mission in the story mode to unlock her for free. So I was like, all right, well, I'll play story mode. <laughs> Click on story mode. Story mode is not installed. Right. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and neither is the 4K patch for the Xbox Series X. So I had to go into the system settings, install the story mode, and install the 4K pack, which then required me to sit and watch it download, like, 65 gigs worth of information. It, <laughs> it's like... It, this those, is moronic. Those games, yeah, so I've had issues where I've had customers call in and say, like, hey, I can't, like, I can't do this mode or I can't do this. Like, the game's defective. And I'm like, no, no, like, it needs to install and it lets you play a little bit while it's installing. But yeah. I don't understand what a game, a fighting game of all games, has that much to unpack. <laughs> well, and, like, they really should have done something to make a, an in-game user interface that tells you what the the game is doing because it doesn't like it right you just don't know why it's not working like i i got desperate and i went to youtube and i, I googled um mortal Kombat 11 ultimate installation and uh there's a guy's youtube channel uh maybe this is an idea for for jeremy um <laughs> <laughs> all he does <laughs> is installs games on xbox that's the entire content so he he has his green screen he sits down in front of it he watches the game install and then once it's done installing <laughs> the video's over so so, so and, and anybody who doesn't have an xbox okay i know i say this i'm definitely a sony playstation preferred player but the Xbox interface pisses me off to no end. Like you, you put a game in and it, it, it loads for like a minute and then it goes, okay, the title's ready to start. Like hold the, the start button or whatever, whatever button it is, the two squares that have each other button. I don't know whatever button it is. A hamburger button. Hamburger button. So you press and you hold it, it loads the game and like, it'll show a splash screen for the game. And then it just cuts back out to the, to the main screen and you're like wait so yep. i can't start the game why did you tell me i could start the game i it's it's mind-boggling to me and it always happens yeah. all the time I, it's not just like like i test a lot of xboxes at the store i've played with one enough to know like what the hell is this thing doing and sometimes i just have to like turn the system off with a disc in take the then turn it back on take the disc out pop it back in to get it to like recognize there's a disc in there like somehow you have to trigger the ui to be like okay we're gonna start installing your game now <laughs> it's just this, oh, it just kills me how, how frustrating it is. Yeah, that, that guy's entire channel, by the way, so all he does is install his Xbox games, and like, at one point, like, the, the, the video was an hour and 15 minutes, <laughs> and he just, like, walks away, like, halfway <laughs> through the video, and he's just gone for, like, 35 <laughs> minutes, and then he comes back, and he's like, alright, looks like it's done! And, like, <laughs> he, like, he doesn't play the game at all. Like, it's just installing it. I was like, really? And then he didn't even, like, he didn't even talk about what was happening during the installation. Like, the, the stuff that I was going to his video 
to see if I did something wrong about. Like, he's not being like, oh, like, I have to put in disc two. Actually, no, it, it's not even that he had discs. He was installing the download on the Xbox Series S. So he's literally just clicking download. <laughs> that's great. That's his content. <laughs> hey, see, that that's minimum effort right there. That's I can get behind that. That is very much minimum effort. Uh, And then the only other thing I was like, I was kind of excited to play um, the Control Ultimate Edition uh, on disc is available on Xbox Series X. Or so I thought. (laughs) Because while you could buy it and it will eventually allow you to play the Control Ultimate Edition, the disc will install the regular edition of the game for Xbox One and then the DLCs, but the Ultimate Edition upgrade will not exist until whenever the hell they release it. So that disc does nothing but let you play the base game. Uh, so so that is my other... So a lot of frustration, but uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising is fantastic. Uh, if it's still 30 bucks, if anybody's interested, buy it. It's a great game. Yeah, so I was while while you were rambling on with all that nonsense, I uh, checked. <laughs> just kidding. I checked my order status because I ordered it from GameStop, and it I bought it Christmas Day when it went on sale, and mm-hmm. it's it's in Minnesota right now. So somehow it's taken Ooh. nine days, ten days to get here. <laughs> Weird. Well. There are definitely problems with the post office uh, in other parts of the country. Because um, my aunt lives out in New Hampshire, and she she was telling me that she didn't get mail, like any mail at all, packages or letters, for a week and a half. <laughs> uh, like, Jesus. it wasn't until um, Monday that she actually got mail. And I was like, what the hell happened? Because she used to work out at a, a mail processing facility out there, and she retired as a postal worker for 30 years. So... She called up the postmaster out there and asked, like, hey, what's going on? And so one person in the office, they have they have ten routes in the office. One person in the office got COVID, and they sent the entire office home for a week and a half. Mm. That's madness. <laughs> like It seems like a like, little bit of overkill. Like, they could have just tested, yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> Unless that one person that got COVID was just running around the office spitting on people, like <laughs> I can't imagine why you'd send everyone home and like the f- to not deliver the mail for a day would make things very difficult the next yeah. day. Let alone not delivering the mail for ten days. So, um, because yeah, like so letters get uh get we get them in trays what they're called trays and they're about they're about two feet long and they have like 500 letters in them and an average day you're probably getting like between three to six trays of mail so multiply that by 10 days and you might be coming back to 40 to 50 trays of mail <laughs> that you have to deliver and that just sounds crazy <laughs> so so yeah the all all's not well in the post office in some parts of the country thankfully the green bay area is running fine but but it's yeah the totally the delay in your package might be 
that sort of thing. Totally, totally understandable too. So I, I mean, I actually forgot <laughs> I ordered it until you said that. I was like, yeah, I'm ordering that. Uh, That's well, most of my limited run purchases, actually. What's, <laughs> oh, what's, I forgot I got that. <laughs> what's funny is I got a letter. Um, apparently, I have like it, it's like a fifty bucks. It's no big deal. But like, I had this thing where um, I did an adjustment on my taxes, and apparently there was an interest difference that i didn't pay okay so they sent you a letter and they're like hey you owe us 50 bucks and quote unquote back taxes you know 50 bucks interest or whatever i got the letter on december 31st and it's like please return by december 29th or face additional penalties <laughs> great <laughs> and i'm like well <laughs> so that i paid it i just paid like 100 bucks and i was like here you go <laughs> any penalties should be covered <laughs> just take care of it i don't want I, another I one of these you're... stupid letters I think they'll probably just credit that toward your next year's taxes because exactly. I doubt the penalties are are an extra fifty. No, they 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 aren't that bad. And actually, I think they actually send you a letter back. It, it's going to be really annoying and obnoxious, actually, uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I just want to like so just what, credit it. So, what is your rant of the week? Okay, um, so anybody who follows me on Twitter, I don't know if you saw it on there, um, but I had I had I had an altercation with a customer uh, a few days okay. before Christmas. Was it 50 cups? No, no, thankfully not. No. I, I forget if it was, I think it was actually the Monday before New Year's. I think it was. I forget. Okay. And so he comes in and he's not wearing a mask, which doesn't happen very often anymore, but still happens occasionally. And I always say it the same way to everybody. I always, I look at him and I kind of put my hand a little bit over my face, kind of like you can't see me like John Cena, you know? And I just kind of go, oh, <laughs> hey, I'm like, oh, hey, did you have a mask with you? And I say it very nicely. And then usually people go, oh, oh, no, I, I can I get one? I'm like, oh, sure, I'll be right there. And I, you know, so I do kind of the hand motion plus this thing I'm saying in case they can't hear me. You know, you get the point. So this guy comes in and he's kind of like hunched over. He's like, you know, I don't know, maybe our age, you know, maybe a little older. And he just comes in and he's kind of grumbling like, oh, hey, did you have a mask with you, sir? And he just goes, he does like that over animated like, bah, you know, where his hands are over his head. And he just goes, Wah, you know. And, and, uh, <laughs> so he just goes, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, do you need one? We have one. We can just give you one. And he just looks at me and goes, <laughs> he goes, I don't want one because I'm not a mask wearing Nazi. <laughs> and then he, <laughs> and then he stormed out. <laughs> now, unfortunately I didn't think it was funny at the time. I think it's funny now. I can deal with it now. I can't. Now what's one thing I always tell you, John, when you're in the store, right? I stop touching the glass. Um. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not a fan of bad language in my store. Yes. Right. Especially even if there aren't kids around, I just don't like it. Um, and so he, he's walking after he says that he starts to turn around to walk away. And I'm, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I yelled from the counter to the back door. Fuck off, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I yelled it qu- quite loudly. Um, which, like I said, I, I can laugh now. I, I can't, I can't, I couldn't laugh about it then. And actually, here's the worst part. And I am ashamed about this. I forgot there actually was a family in the store. They were up, they were up by the Xbox games. So I, it, it hurt very bad. Like I actually, like I was cringing so hard. Like I actually ducked down behind the counter and I was just kind of like holding my stomach. Like I felt sick to my stomach over it. And I'm mad I... because these people... They're they're making me somebody I'm not, you know. Like that's what makes me the most mad about this situation, right? And and again, it's not anything to do if someone doesn't want to wear a mask and they say, hey, you know what? I don't want to wear a mask in stores. I believe it's infringing on my freedom. And they walk out. I have no problem with that. I would never. I wouldn't make fun of that person. I would say, okay, I I appreciate. I respect your view. 
I don't agree with it, but I respect it. And thank you for respecting my personal business here to be able to set my own rules and we'd be fine. But there's always some, some BS like, oh, you're a Nazi or you're a communist, right? Or some, some nonsense like that. And, um, and, and, and the last, and, and most importantly on our door, you've, you saw it when you were there yesterday. Yeah, you have a few signs. I have a huge banner, right? You could not get any simpler than this. It's a big red stop sign. And then it says, no mask, no entry. Like, it's not even like it's a, hey, got to wear masks, derp, derp, derp. Um, you know, and so unfortunately, though, so that's actually my rant is that it's like, it's my mistake. I did something I shouldn't do. And I, I don't even know why I was pushed to that because the guy was already walking out. And I got to remember that you have to, be careful these days because you don't know what nut job is concealed carry or has a something in his car or is just waiting for a reason to pop off on somebody, right? Like in, typically in a situation like this, I should just let it go, let it roll yeah. off and just forget about it. But I don't know why I just said it. I just let it loose. And then, and then I almost died inside when I realized there was a family in the corner and to their credit, they didn't even look like they heard it. They didn't look up. They didn't say anything. I didn't look at them. I didn't say anything. And we just pretended like it never happened. And it was great. But you should have, <laughs> you should have just been like, did you hear that guy said off to me? Yeah. Did you hear what that customer <laughs> said before he left? <laughs> just throw on a voice. <laughs> did you hear what he said to me? Thank you for coming in, huh? Oh my God. Oh, that's funny. And I thought about, I thought about, going to the customer and saying, I just wanted to apologize. I shouldn't have said that with you. But then there's always a chance they didn't hear it. Like there's always a chance they were just playing games or whatever. And and they weren't looking at me when I said it. So they could have thought it was the other guy or something. It's totally possible. So I'm just going to pretend like it didn't happen. And I, but that's my ultimate point, right? Is that the people doing that and saying those things, it's just getting me to a point where like, they're making me act differently than I normally would. They're making me a worse person. And and I yeah. hate, and I hate them for it. You know, that's probably what I hate the most about it is that that sort of behavior makes me act differently, and I shouldn't be. And 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 I was pretty broken up about that. That that stung pretty hard. And then I don't know if it's just by some divine intervention, even though I don't believe in such things. But later that day, we helped out a, a customer and her sister, um, who. I mean, I guess she was special needs. We didn't really think of it much at the time. She was just talking kind of fast. So we were talking about Pokemon and stuff and she was fun to talk to. It was whatever. And they were maybe in their thirties. And so that lady left us like the best Google review I've ever gotten. It just was awesome. Like she made a comment about how she was so happy that there's a nice place where her sister can go who's special needs and talk to people and be comfortable. And she said she like her, her sister never opens up to people and she was talking nonstop to us because she felt comfortable. Like it just was really nice. Nice. And then she also left a Facebook review of the exact same thing. So like this customer went way out of their way to tell us what a good experience they had when they were in the store. And then ultimately it made me realize, and I know you know this better than most, you always remember the nasty ones. You always remember the bad ones. You can't forget the infinitely higher number of good ones. All the people that say they love our store, you know, the 500 plus five star reviews that we have, like you can't forget that because of one shitter, you know, <laughs> one or yeah. two. And, and we had kind of weeded out a lot of those people, I think over the months, because we were no nonsense, no tolerance on not wearing masks. 
But Christmas time came and it introduced us back to customers that aren't our regular customers. It was a lot of parents of customers, yeah. family members of customers who, you know, his kid probably said, hey, I love Game Trade. Can you give me a gift card? And he came walking in and was like, oh, it's just crap. And then stormed out. Um, <laughs> and his kid probably had no gifts for Christmas. And now the, and now the kid's alone and has no presents. Um, <laughs> Your story reminded me of two things. So uh, when I worked at GameStop in the mall, I had a, I had a, key holder that while I wasn't there he apparently like a lady came up and was like she was being like a Karen probably but he he was like uh, you want to not be a bitch and I didn't hear about it until after he quit and oh, no. like there were other employees in my store that at the time and they told me after he quit, and it was like, why did not, why did no one tell me that he did that? Because he actually repeated it twice, too. And it was like, that pissed me off so much, because, like, I always tried really hard to instill in my employees, like, like taking care of customers and, like, like tackling customer service issues, because, like, mm -hmm. like I, I did not want a customer to never come back to the store or tell other people not to shop at my store because of a negative experience. Now, if you were a scumbag thief, I'm cool with you not coming back to the store. <laughs> but but if you were just a regular shopper that like like was inconvenienced by something at GameStop that we could easily fix, then I wanted it fixed the proper way. So like the fact that he did that infuriated me. Um and then but on the bright side though, um, I, you, you mentioned that you don't like, like that there's all the great customers and that you kind of, you forget them to, but always remember the bad ones. Um, I actually texted right before the call or right before we got on to do the podcast, I texted one of my former customers, uh, named Brian. And I was like, Hey Brian, uh, I, I was looking through my switch games and I saw the dark is black, uh, war master edition that he gave me when I was leaving GameStop as a goodbye present. And I was like, I, I saw that and I was reminded of you and uh, you're one of the awesome customers that I miss. And so I, I texted him right before we got in the call because uh, Brian was always a really good dude. That's really cool, man. And and most most people are. And that's what you can't forget. Like Most people are really good dudes and dudettes and, and they have a good vibe and like, you know, but then that one person comes along and, and you can't let it spin you out. And, and he, yep. he had me twirling all day. I was, I was very irritated all day. Like I was just instant, like, cause I had been on kind of a stretch because no, no, actually that was the first day back after a bunch of days off. I just had to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I was going to be off the weekend again. Right. So it was like, it was just kind of like get back to it. But our, the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday between Christmas and new year's was crazy busy like way crazier. Like those days usually are, if we'd been open the Saturday after Christmas, it would have been really nuts probably. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, it put me in a bad place and I was like, man, I got a couple days to go. You know, I got to work three days straight through like some of the busiest times of our days where it's just frustrated work can get frustrating, you know? And then, and, but then I saw the good review and it turned it all right around. And the worst yeah. part though, for me is that, and I told the guys this cause I was working with Charlie and Dave and I told them both. I said, look, you know, I said, I, I, I have to talk to you guys about this because I said, if I ever heard that you guys did that, I would, I would be up your ass. I, I said, that is not okay. I said, and I just did it. And, and so I, so you gave him a free one. 
So well, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> I I did tell him like so. I so, like so. That doesn't mean that I'm gonna be lenient on you if you happen to have some sort of issue like this. I said, but. I get it. You know, like, you know, I'll understand because I know we can get pushed to our points, but this can't happen. And I, so I had to make it like very clear to them, which was tough for me because I shouldn't, I I teach them lessons positively, typically not, you know, not, not normally through actions. I don't typically teach them through actions I do that they shouldn't do, you know, like, Hey, don't do this. Don't do it my way. You know, it's not, I think you should not my way. You should just install, instill a new policy, put a new sign on the door and says, uh, so either you wear a mask uh, or $25 cover charge uh, <laughs> and $15 per minute uh, after well, the fact. And I don't know. Just because we'll have to escort everyone out of the store. It'll be your time, but you have to pay the cover charge. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Private shopping experience, 100 bucks for an yes. hour. Um, so, yeah, and it's I don't know if I talked about this because I don't remember. Our last podcast wasn't even before Christmas Eve. Right, that was it. Was the Tuesday before that, if I remember correctly? So yeah, it, it was went off like three. It was weeks. like I think after Black Friday, because there was um, because I had a lady come in where I had talked to her earlier in the. Oh yeah, I did tell you the story. I think she she wanted to buy the herbs, Sims in the city. Yes, so she, she comes in right, and then she, you know, I just said, oh, I'm sorry. Hey, ma'am, did you have a mask with you? And she just looks at me and just goes, Jesus Christ! And then she digs it out of her pocket <laughs> and puts it on. <laughs> you have one with you what the hell oh my god lady like what the it's like those moments where i just so badly want to be like excuse me ma'am please we preferred if you don't blaspheme in the store like just get get really <laughs> biblical with it you know um but yeah so anyway it's that's my rant of the week it's just people you know it, i know most people aren't like that and and i get that it's a frustrating situation for everybody like it sucks wearing a mask for 11 hours a day sucks ass it really does uh, and you know, <laughs> I don't know what else to say, man. There's a new strain out there that's like more, more contagious. We just gotta lock it up, lock it up till we get uh, till we. Get, it's this or it's total lockdowns and staying home. I feel like we could stay open and wear masks, and that's a nice compromise. That's how, that's how I look at it. We might need to limit the anti-masker tirades to like one per month. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you, you may need to. Your, your rant may need to be something else besides anti-maskers because yeah. there's there's probably several people that are just like, oh, son of a bitch, one of these again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I sure hope not. I, I think most people that listen and that have ever stopped in the store or have ever talked to me would know that I'm pretty reasonable when it comes to this stuff. Yes. You know, I try to be pretty reasonable. It's just, you know, I just expect that same level of reasonable to be given back to me i guess i'm just saying i'm just saying there might be people at home being like these assholes are gonna talk about masks for 20 minutes again again (laughs) um yes okay so we'll get off it but uh but that's my that's my rant of the week so here's the thing john we haven't been posturing we haven't been wasting time because we don't have any stories to talk about today (laughs) this 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 is the whole podcast by design it's getting and i don't want to shit on cyberpunk again for another week (laughs) yeah you know and that bums me out because the next thing we're gonna do is or the next thing I want to do is I want to talk about what I've been playing, um, which, which has been a pretty good chunk of cyberpunk. I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft Shadowlands, and okay. I'm still playing some Warzone. So those three games made up my quarantine break. Um, I raided in World of Warcraft actually last night and last Friday. Uh, we did some raids, which I haven't raided in World of Warcraft for quite a few years. So that was did that you was finish the raid? 
we didn't. Uh, it was our first time in, okay. and we downed six of the ten bosses in there. So it was successful. It was good. It's it's funny. Uh, we raid with another guild. Actually, it's that guild, and we just fill five of the spots because there's five of us that. Okay. There's not enough to raid with five, so we just Joe met him. My brother met him somewhere, so we uh we just teamed up with them, and all five of us are the top in the damage and healing meters. <laughs> Like we're the best five people in the raid, <laughs> and we're just and we're the, the best five people in the guild that aren't in that guild. Yeah, yeah. Basically, like their guild does a raid, they bring us five in, and we're the top five. And then their guild is That's like, like. Now I can totally understand that because when I ran a, a casual raiding guild in World of Warcraft, it was tough. You have a bunch of people that want to raid, but don't understand the amount of effort that goes into it. World of Warcraft is an incredibly casual MMO. It can be so casual, you can enjoy it, play it, not much challenge or difficulty. But there are difficult things to do in the game, and raiding is one of them. And it's not even that hard, actually, to be honest with you. It's just, it takes preparation, and there's grinding and stuff you have to do to make your character better to be ready to go. And, like, I, I you know, you just talk, you, like, you hear them talking in chat, and I'm just like, man, these guys just aren't cut out for this you know like like i would say half of <laughs> half of them are but the other half aren't but you could tell they're friends in real life and stuff and they're trying to do it together and, and i was there i had a guild just like that so i can relate so i don't mind coming in like a merc and just uh carrying their asses along <laughs> for <laughs> taking them along for a ride um but it's fun it's also fun you know it's fun being the best like it's fun going in there and being the top of the meter and what's funny is my brother and i I guess let me back this up a little bit. For people who don't play World of Warcraft, you can get external mods. One of the mods is uh, it's a damage meter. So it actually records how much damage you do compared to everybody else in the raid. So you get a visual okay. representation of how well you're doing, how much damage you're dealing to the boss compared to everybody else. And so my brother and I, we're, we're on the top of the list by, like, miles. And me and him are fighting back and forth for the top spot. But, like, there's not anyone else even close. Like, it's kind of comical. And I still finished second, and I died, like, two times during a boss fight. And I lost out on a ton of DPS because I wasn't actually alive to, to do any damage. Okay. Um, so, the, But the raid's fun. Uh, and the Shadowlands expansion in general, I'd say, is pretty pretty good it's okay um i think it's a little stale it's very similar to battle for azeroth the last expansion they did all the extra stuff you do is about the same so i think they're gonna have to come up with something new in the next expansion they can't just do a new lore area and then have the exact same uh systems in place because i think that's gonna start to wear on people and like it works for a little while like we i'll grind out the game for a month or two but it's not gonna keep me playing for a year you know so how many raids are in that game Oh, well, they start with one, and they'll probably add two more. So usually there's three by the end of it, I think, three or four. Is um, it, but, like, like, can you do all the raids from, like, the past, or do they do they limit them based on, like, time frame? Yeah, kinda you like can, uh, Destiny. You can actually go back and do any old raid you want, uh, which is kind of cool because you can go back and get gear that you might have missed not that you want to use it but you can do something called transmogrifying which is allows you to make your yep. current weapon look like old weapon so you can go get these cool weapons you may never have done or did a, do a boss fight that you may have never done um but with shadowlands they did what's called a level squish they took the top level from 120 and they made it max cap of 60 so they shrunk everyone's characters from max level to 50 to start <clears> this <throat> expansion and then you had to level your way back up to level 60 and Why did they do that? Like, I think it's because the numbers get out of control. 
you know, I think they, I think they look at it as just a way to rebalance the game and kind of start over. I think they'd been planning it for a while. Um, okay. Because it was getting, I mean, getting to like level 130, 140, the numbers like as things multiply, I think they start getting out of control and it gets more difficult to manage damage and manage uh, balance because your numbers are so astronomical and every change you make is much more drastic, I think, at that point. So I think for them it was a simplicity thing, but um, but they do the one thing I do really enjoy that they have is they have something called mythic dungeons. And so you take a regular dungeon that you would do and you can turn it to a mythic as a level of difficulty. And okay. when, you, when you put it on mythic, it's just harder. And then if you beat it, you get a key to make it even harder. And if you beat that within a time limit, you get another key to make it even harder. And you can keep going and going and going. It's like the difficulty levels in the Diablo games. Um, I guess kinda. kind of, except that they just keep going <laughs> and then they have tiers. So like, if you get to like, we finished a mythic seven level seven. If you, I think if you get to level eight, you start getting higher number, higher item level gear. Okay. So you get better gear if you can do eights and higher. And I think once you get to 10, you get better gear. I'm not quite sure how it all breaks down uh, after that. But then of course they get infinitely harder. So it's kind of a trade off. Like, because if you don't beat it in the time limit, you don't get another key to make it harder. You, if you still finish it, but not in the time limit, you still get your, your gear and everything, but you don't get to try a harder one, basically. Can you retry that, that level? Like, so if you got the level seven and you failed it within time limit, can you try level seven again? Or do you get bounced all the way back down to zero? So what it does is it uses up your key. So you don't have a key at all. So you'd have to start at mythic zero and then build up another key or someone in your party Oof. will most likely have an instance key to another place. So like okay. today we got our rewards for every Tuesday morning, the reward set uh, reset. And so I got my mythic key and basically all of us, all five of us got a mythic key. And so we technically have five keys that are all like <coughs> level seven plus. It's just that each one is for different instances and different dungeons. And some dungeons are way harder and some are like more annoying. <laughs> so like uh-huh. there's only certain ones we like to do because we know how well they work and we can uh, get through them. So, uh, but so, so we're going to keep doing that. I'd rather do that than raiding, honestly, because it's a nice tight, like five man group, you know, it's a nice tight knit group of people and you just kick the things ass and, and keep going. But, um, you know, I, you know, it's funny. You were talking about transmog. I was actually telling my wife, um, I was complaining about cyberpunk because my character looks real stupid. Oh, I know. And, it looks so uh, stupid. <laughs> I was like, man, I wish that you could use transmog to take a piece of clothing and make it look like a different piece of clothing. Totally. And, and But keep the, the stat increases. Because like right now, my character is wearing a puffy vest uh, and a bra and a bright red <laughs> skirt. And it's like like man i wish i could just like take off that stupid puffy vest and put on something else because my character looks moronic but has great great armor in that stupid shit (laughs) so if i yeah i i would want transmog before i'd want him to fix like like I, i would like that before even the the Xbox Series X patch. Just let me turn shit into other shit. So you know what I want even before that, though, John, is I want the ability to change my character. You can't even cut your hair yes. in the game. Yeah, that too. <laughs> I, I was so shocked. I told myself, I was like, you know what, I'm going to redesign my character a little bit. It'll be fun. And then I started looking into like, wait, you literally can't. The only reason I was able to is I'm on PC and someone made a hair swap mod. And so I was able okay. to swap my hair <laughs> finally. I'm like, this, <laughs> this is crazy, man, that that's not in there. Um, 
but yeah, no, and uh, that's that's also what I've been playing is a decent amount of Cyberpunk, and I do really enjoy that game. But here's one thing I will say: as I put, I'm into about sixty hours now. Okay. They should have not put in about fifty percent of the extra side mission stuff and just made the game more polished. They put so much in there. It's almost, yeah, there's shit. It's all almost, over that. Yeah, it's almost daunting how much. So to me, why didn't they? Instead of having 200 things on the map, why don't you put 100 things on the map, balance those 100 things, and then just every few months add some stuff in? I, I, it yeah. just seems so weird to me that they had, like they, they picked that there'd be like 200 items on the map, and then they're like, well, sorry, our game's kind of buggy. Well, no shit. You kept jamming it full of stuff, and I'm not complaining it has a lot of stuff. It just, if you have to balance having too much stuff or having a, a not broken game, like I lean to the not broken game side of that conversation yeah. did you did you do the mission with the dude with the grenade embedded into his face that looks no. like bozo the clown no but that sounds awesome okay because because in my game he brings you to the first ripper dock like the the mission basically ends right in front of that okay and so grenade face is sitting there and there's an option to talk to him that's different from like just talking to like the random people walking across the street, and he just keeps repeating the same line of dialogue, <laughs> but the mission won't end. And I was like, "What do you want, Bozo Grenade Face? Like, <laughs> go away!" <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they had to put that in there, you know. Yes, I don't. And there is some really good stuff. Uh, and I'm actually I'm gonna start doing a really hard push to the story mode. Because I'm enjoying mm. it and I'm high enough level, I think, where I'd really like to go through it. And then once I get through the majority of that, then I'll go back and clean up the rest of the game. But I, I am really enjoying it. Uh, but I don't know. Like I said, I look at the map sometimes and I'm like, Jesus, there's 50 things that I need to do in just this five block radius. <laughs> like, And so you yeah. just start ticking them off, right? Like you do, okay, here's this one, this one. And after a while, they just all kind of bleed together. And I'm like, well, I, I felt like Witcher was different. Witcher, Witcher... Everything felt important. In this game, sometimes mm. I'm driving by and there's just like, oh, the cops want you to get some generic bag. And I'm like, okay, so you just go in there, I cut everyone's heads off with my katana, and then I take the bag. I mean, it's like it's the same yeah. everyone I go to. <laughs> uh, well, but, the other thing is, like, I wish they did a better job of signifying things on the map that are of importance. So, like, the first Ripper Dock that you're friends with, that you have, like, some sort of relationship with, they don't put it on the map as if it's like, hey, this is this is Zeke, the Ripper Dock. It's just another Ripper Dock on the map. And right. the only reason why I knew it was the, the right Ripper Dock was there's a mission for paying him off. Right. And paying, <laughs> paying back your debt. So Because I was like, I want to go back to that Ripper Dock. And I was like, I don't know where the hell it is. Like, I don't know which one of these is it. And I finally had to go through the uh, the journal and find the quest. So I had to read through all the different quests uh, things because I have like yeah. ninety fucking quests <laughs> active right now. Yes. And uh, so I found the correct one, and then I went back to him. But it was like I hadn't been back to that Ripper Dock in like thirty five hours. So I wish yeah. the map <laughs> did have something that signified like, hey, this is that area. Um, the the map it, it would be good if the map wasn't just like like two colors it looks like it looks like the map from like uh like escape from new york where it's all just like very generic shot from above 
Yeah. Oh, totally. And and it's funny you said that because I had the exact same situation, but with a different Ripper doc. I did some some mission where it ended where I let him live, and he gave me a okay. discount. So he gives me a discount on on implants. So I don't know where he is. I don't have any more <laughs> missions with him. And so then I was doing a mission just randomly, and I'm going through this area, and I'm like, hey. Hey, wait, you're the guy. <laughs> like, you're the guy who gives me discounts. And, of course, I didn't have enough money at the time to, like, buy the stuff I wanted. But I was like, oh, shit. I just totally lost them. I was like, I just figured it was over. Did you start uh, Did you start just cranking out um, random weapons just to, to get your experience up? Because I started doing that. No, but I'm about to. I actually learned a little trick. I didn't realize you could go underneath cameras and turn them off. And it gives okay. you it gives you engineering skill, which is another thing to give you skill points if you haven't been leveling it up. So okay. like I murder everyone in the in the town or in the in the building, and then I just go turn all the cameras off manually, and then you get like eighty experience in engineering, like for every camera you turn off. <laughs> like, nice, oh, cool, easy piece. I was uh, uh, I realized that I had just a massive amount of uh, of stuff from like when I would run out of. Uh, when I'd pick up everybody's guns and then I would start walking slowly, I would just start breaking them down into components. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I had so many components. And so I just, I found a rifle that was like a green level. So it's decent. And I just made like 50 of them. And every time you make one, you get like 150 points toward crafting or oh, nice. okay. XP toward crafting. And so I'm just using that because in order to get of the edges of the skill trees in the different areas, you really gotta like work on specific aspects of your character. Yeah, and yeah. so crafting is is one of those like that's an easy thing to do that you don't have to be like, uh, I need to go do something <laughs> super specific. Uh, there's also like there's stuff in the game that like in order to equip mods, you have to have like a certain perk uh, from like mods from the Ripper Doc, and so it's like. I want to do that, but I don't know what skill tree has that perk. Right. Because like, there's so many skill trees in the game. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes. And now we're shitting on Cyberpunk a little See, bit. See, <laughs> I, 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 I got us back to Cyberpunk. Um, but yeah, so no, the game's great. I love it. I've been putting a lot of time into it. Um, I, I would say like roughly after 60 hours, I'm still around the 7 to 8 out of 10 range for the game. Like I like okay. it. It's good. Uh, it's not perfect by any stretch, even if you take out the glitches and stuff. So, um, but I like it. It's good. It's definitely a good experience. I mean, on PC anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing on Xbox and I'm still loving it. All right. Although I'm telling you, man, that I think because was it you who had the idea, right, of just playing that? Yeah, you did. I, I told that to yeah. Dave and Dom too. I'm like, I should just install 1.0 PS4 base model and just stream that. And just see how just ass it is. It's got to be bad, dude. It's got to be just almost unplayable. Yeah, unpatched, too. Unpatched, uh, yep, yep. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I saw some screenshots where it looked like uh, it looked like a girl was, like, straight out of N64. <laughs> <laughs> I, I walked past a, an NPC today, and their face hadn't loaded yet, and it looked like that. It looked like an N64 face, and then it popped up. I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Nice. <laughs> um, all right, so that's what we've been playing. Uh, I guess that we're going to finish the podcast with how we normally finish. We have our games of the week. We have our pickup piles of the week. So, John, why don't you go ahead and do your game of the week first? What do you got? What What do you want to share? First game of the week of the new year. What do you got? All right. 
So I'm going to ask you if you can guess what it is. Um, so it's an Xbox, original Xbox game, and it was built by ex-members of the Halo team using the Halo engine. Do you know what game it is? Is that Brute Force? No. Oh, God. No. Oh, okay. Oh, let, wow. me, <laughs> let me... Can, can... <laughs> no, that was... That was touted to be the next Halo oh, by sure. Microsoft. Can you give Can you give me I another hint? The, um, it would be hard to give you another hint without spoiling it. Is it a, uh, Is it another shooter? Can I? Oh, oh no, no, no. Um, uh, Stubbs a zombie. Yes, it is. Stubbs a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> so you finally got so, a copy? Oh no, I've had this for years. Oh, I had this from sorry, your game of the week. Out. Yep, I got yeah. confused. No, yeah. <laughs> um yeah no i bought this at launch and yeah this game's great it's got co-op uh i think it might be backwards compatible and it's it's made by uh old members of the uh the halo developers after they uh left bungie uh so yeah stubs of zombies pretty awesome that's right that's right i have a copy of that yeah i should i've always wanted to play through that it's pretty damn funny it's got a like retro futuristic vibe it's uh very like it it feels like uh uh fallout almost but zombies <laughs> nice well i'm sold <laughs> uh so what is your game of the week so my game of the week i may have made this my game of the week before but if i did i don't care because it's that good uh i my game of the week is way of the samurai on ps2 so when I, when I was working at GameStop, we could check out games when they came out. John, I know you know this, for the listeners who don't. Yeah. You could check out games. This came out on PS2. I was working at the Bay Park Mall GameStop, and I saw it, and I thought, oh, my God, this game's going to be terrible. Like, it looks so stupid. It's like a generic <laughs> generic samurai game. looks like ass. I'll play it. I checked it out, and I fell in love with it. it, it it's actually very good. Um, it's got kind of a technical, more technical kind of combat, so it's not just a blind hack and slash. And you play through the game, and as you do, as you get into fights, the day moves on. And basically, every time you play the game, you get to the end of like this three day period. And how the story changes depends on what you did with your time during those three days. Like, there's some, there's like different endings if you, in the first day, go to this place and kill this guy, but then go to this place and let this guy live. And so, there's this really weird kind of multiple ending storyline. It's got a whole kind of, you know, good versus evil kind of vibe where you can, you have actions that you do. And then, when you, every guy you kill drops their weapon. So if you kill a guy, oh, he sweet. drops his weapon and you pick it up and can use it if you want to. I just thought it was a little t- nice little touch of realism. And that is pretty awesome. Yeah, and they, they did a sequel. Capcom actually published the sequel on PS2, and I remember playing it and not liking it as much. But the first one, I don't know if it just had to do with the time I was nostalgic for it or whatever, but it's always stuck with me. Just really, really fun. It's not an open-world hack-and-slash. You know, it's very... It, it reminds me a lot of Dead Rising that way, like with the way the, mm. the way the clock goes. You know, it's kind of weird. It's it's not a normal gameplay where you can just kind of dick around as long as you want, and so it's frustrating to some people. But then once you figure it out, you can play. You play through it. I think I must have played through it five or six times trying to get every ending I wanted to get. So I don't know. It's really good. Mm. But way of the Samurai PS2, and then they went on to do Way of the Samurai three for PS3, and I think four. Maybe three didn't release in the U.S. because it has some like weird SNME stuff in it. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think there's I had like an a import of that. Do you? Okay. I was. I had always considered importing it. 
I got I got really into Kengo Legend of the Nine on Xbox 360, um, which has some of the dumbest multiplayer in the world. <laughs> um, but I like I played that game way the hell more than I ever should have. Nice. So what uh, what is in your pickup pile of the week? Now I, you mentioned before we started that it's quite extensive. Yes, I sent you a picture of it. This might take a while. Oh yeah, I don't know if I looked at that picture. I think I did. Let me see. Oh my god! All right, do do your thing. I'm gonna get a coffee. I'm just kidding, but no, do your thing. <laughs> so I'll start out with uh, the one I actually bought from your store yesterday. Um, so I've been looking for a copy of uh, Yeez Eight uh, Lacrimosa of Donna or Dana, however the hell you pronounce any of this, um, and. So the regular edition of this game has gotten stupid expensive and just you don't see it. And so after like looking on um on Amazon for a decent price for almost a year, I remembered that your store had it. And so I uh I went over to your store yesterday, uh half because I wanted to see your beautiful, beautiful masked face. Um, and also because I wanted to check to see if you had it, and you had it, but you weren't there. Um, but I ended up picking up the game, uh, and awesome collector's edition. Very glad I got the collectors. Uh, the game's a little goofy. I've only played a little bit of it, but they they have very, very strange names for everything. There's a character named Cathew, which is just Matthew mm. with a K in the front of it. Um, and then uh, they're... They they talk about sailing around the comfort, the continent of Afrikan, <laughs> and it's spelled almost exactly like Africa with like an O in the middle of it instead of an I. Um, and then they also talk about the Roman Empire with an U in the middle of it. Okay. And so it's like, man, whoever translated this, very little effort was put forth to to come up with some new names. <laughs> so I found that quite amusing. All right. So besides that, uh, I got I got three really cool ones that I'm going to save for the end. Um, so I picked up Overcooked All You Can Eat for Xbox One. I'm con- I'm curious if this will install on an Xbox. Actually, this is the Xbox One X. Oh. Um, this and the Devil May Cry Five Special Edition are considered to be X-only games, so I'm kind of... I gotta throw it into a a regular Xbox One and see what it does. Because I'm wondering if it'll even install. Uh, So I got... Some of this stuff I don't remember if I said the last podcast, because it's been a while. Um, So if I do repeat myself, I am sorry. Eh. Um, Who who remembers uh, anyway? Right. (laughs) No one's listening anymore. uh, They all all fell asleep, man. No one's listening anymore. (laughs) Picked up Jump Force for ten bucks on Xbox One on at Target. Um, uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris Two on Xbox One. Uh, uh, Mortal Kombat Eleven Installation Simulator uh, for Xbox One. Uh, Dirt Five. Uh, mentioned this already, but Mortals Phoenix Rising. Uh, John Wick Hex. Uh, Dark Pictures, Little Hope. Have you uh, played Control Ultimate? Have you played the Dark the Dark Pictures anthology games or the first Man of Medan? Uh, I played Man of Medan a little bit. 
right. I'm, I'm gonna play I do want to play those Dom had great things to say he's like he said he they're only like four hours long but he beat it like four or five times huh yeah it, it definitely uh makes it seem like you should be replaying it all right uh crash bandicoot four uh and then the these four for xbox one were christmas gifts i got from my wife uh she just i have a, a wish list on facebook or on amazon and she just bought them off the wish list nice uh that's smart cloud punk <laughs> which is pretty sweet uh it's open world like 8-bit ish looking um you're kind of like a a courier uh it's very very 8-bit 16-bit blade runner nice nice uh remothered broken porcelain which has got some atrocious reviews but i really <laughs> like the cover of this game yeah <laughs> Uh, the Sojourn, which is very much like a, um, first-person puzzle game, uh, reminds me of, uh, oh, what the hell's that game that the guys that did, uh, Serious Sam went on to make? Uh, uh I forget. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, it's, it's got robots in it. It's the PS4 versions downstairs. I forget. Um, this one I really like. This one's really cool. Uh, Scully. Uh, and it's, you roll around as a skull filled with clay, and it's a platformer, and it, it feels really great. Like, the, the way that the, the skull rolls around feels great. Uh, it is filled with collectibles everywhere. Um, but it's pretty simple. And, uh, of the four games I got for Christmas from my wife, that one's definitely the standout. Awesome. All right, so we'll we'll move on to some Switch games. <laughs> All right, pile number two. <laughs> so, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon DX. Uh, this game's got great graphics, uh, but I realized that I don't like the Pokemon style or Mystery Dungeon style of gameplay. Um, yeah, I don't actually. My, yeah, the, the like move forward attack. Like, I would I would prefer it to be like just a regular RPG. Uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. So, this is very much a Dynasty Warriors game. Um, but I was playing it and my daughter, uh, was like interested and she's like, Can I play? I was like, Sure. <laughs> and so I gave her the controller and she was running around hacking, slashing and stuff. And she was doing decent. And like, I realized that the simplicity of that game is a good, like, stepping stone for like younger kids like to just be like all right see those red pig looking guys go beat them up <laughs> um so she was doing good at that uh so i got from limited run i finally got my copy of panzer dragoon uh for switch the sega saturn case oh must be nice um <laughs> yep uh which i really really dig um, and then I tried to do a nice thing for a guy on Facebook, and because he was complaining he lives in Europe, and he was like, he's like, oh, I missed out on the game, and I can't go to Best Buy and buy it because we don't have them here. And I was like, all right, well, I'm like, if you PayPal me uh, the cost of the game plus shipping, I'll just go pick one up for you. He's like, oh, that'd be awesome. So I went and got it for him, and I work at the post office, so I went into the uh, I went into the retail part of the post office and was like, how long, how much would this cost to ship? 
So that day, I had it and gave him a quote, and then he never paid me. <laughs> so, like, all right. Oh, uh, John, enjoy. if I had a dollar for every time you tried to help somebody and got burned, oh, boy, yeah. so many dollars. Yeah, all that all that means is that I get to now own the Best Buy cover of this game. Hey, and, and honestly, <laughs> man, I, I do believe, you know, like, do good things and, and good things happen. Like, you put good into the world, yeah. good comes back, you know, and I, I get it. I'm I just teasing you because I... I, I always admire that about you yeah there's a, i don't know I, I ended up leaving that group because it was a limited run like collector group and all they do is bitch about it it's like i'm out of here you guys suck i wonder if it's the <laughs> same group that i left i used to be in one and what had I, I had said something one time to somebody i forget what it was and and all of a sudden like someone made a really snarky comment and i was like okay i'm like well i don't have to be in this group i think it, i was actually offering to because I had multiple copies of all the limited run stuff. And I was like, if you guys need something to mm. fill out like a collection, let me know. I said, I don't mind selling them at, you know, a little bit above retail, just basically cover the shipping or whatever. And someone made a snide comment about like something. I forget what it was. And so I ended up leaving the group. And then the person messaged me. and was like something about him being French. And sometimes his, like, if, if he's joking or being sarcastic, it doesn't come across. And I was like, I didn't reply back. I was like, whatever, dude, I don't care. I'm not, I'm out of this group suckers. I, it was like, it was some weird, like limited games group. It wasn't just limited run. It was like all kinds of limited physical games. Oh, okay. And I remember the, the group I'm in or was in is called, it's like limited run collectors and everybody joins that group as a new group. And they're like, start asking about like, Hey, when will my game ship? Uh, you guys didn't send me this. And I was like, this, this isn't the actual company. <laughs> it's a Facebook group. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> people, yeah, people do that all the time in other groups. But yeah, I pieced out of that group real quick. Nice. Good for you. All right. So on to PlayStation 4. Uh, Daymare 1998. Did you get that for 20? Uh, yes. Yeah, me too. Even though I heard the game's uh, ass. <laughs> <laughs> Sayonara Wild Hearts. I got this for 10. Nice. I bought that as well. Um... The, the, I was very excited for this, and I hope you bought this stupid game too. Santa's X Mass Adventure. <laughs> I did not, but Dom got it for Dave for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it is very much a phone game on your PS4. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it even like has iconography on it that like definitely implies we just quick and dirty ported this from the phone. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, language warning: the next two games have swear words in the titles. Oh no! Um, I got Hell Wardeners. Whoa! Warders. Oh, Hell Warders. That game sucks. Uh, it, <laughs> it bums me out because I actually imported it on the Switch because I thought it was at a Switch okay. exclusive, which now it's on PS4. So, anyway, go ahead. Well, good news. I didn't. I <laughs> didn't pay. I think I got this for eight bucks. Uh, and then Void Bastards uh, for PS4. Uh, which I, I I tweeted about it. I was like, the last two games I bought from Best Buy have swear words in the title. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of uh, if you ever watch basketball, they're talking with one of the stars and they're talking about like you know Thursday night's new ABC's new Thursday night lineup and it's called Who Gives a Rat's Ass Thursdays or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and like, but our our society's like going towards that. Like there's yes. there's. I don't know. There's there's like shows that like one of them I forget. I think it's just the the f word, but it's just like like it's censored but i'm like that's just the name of the show all right cool 
anyway the um the the stuff that south park got censored for like heavily back in like 1996 like and they bleeped now is fine yeah (laughs) which is funny because they still bleep those old episodes but they're saying words that that are fine like the the ma rating actually that's more specific so the ma rating that every south park gets like the family guy gets a uh rated like t rating uh and doesn't get the ma rating but they're still bleeping out the f word and stuff and that's what south park used to get in trouble for too they would the kid would say the f word but then they would bleep it and that because they said the f word or implied it they were getting an ma rating well right family guys does that every damn episode now and they still get they're still like perfectly fine to be on regular tv it's it's bizarre all right moving on um uh so with the pandragoon order i also got my copy of the ps4 genesis case uh streets of rage uh which this case is huge uh it is very much bigger than an actual genesis case but it looks really cool i like it uh, I'm I'm a fan of the collector's editions that have the retro cases, but I don't need all of the extra BS that uh, that they've been putting in their stuff. Uh, and then on Facebook Marketplace, I lucked out and I got a copy of uh, Earth Defense Force 2 Portable for the Vita, or not Vita, for the PSP. So an import. It was $10 shipped. Interesting. Uh, so that guy is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> shipped, it, shipped it quick, had a great price. He also had a uh, import copy of uh, Demon Souls for the original PS3, um, and I didn't buy it right away, and it sold. But I messaged him. I was like, "Hey, if you have another one of those, I would be very interested." And he uh, messaged me back and said, "Hey, I I just have to test it, but I do have another copy." So nice. So yeah, that like first first time ever buying from Facebook Marketplace, and that guy was a good. Where, good where was he? Uh, where was he from? California. California, all right, nice. Yeah. Nice. All right, and last, but very much not least, uh, I got the Deluxe Premium, Deluxe Limited Edition Ultra Premium Foil Slipcase Edition (laughs) of the Annapurna Interactive Collection. Ah, yes. uh, From uh, 8-Bit, or I am 8-Bit. So it's got Donut County, Goroga, Kentucky Route Zero, Outer Wilds, Sinar, Wild Hearts, Telling Lies, Wadham, and What Remains of Edith Finch, all in one giant box. It's actually not that big. Um, but then each each game has like a little page, and it kind of gives you a little bit of info about the game. Except Wadham, where that that page is just a like smiley emoji that the creator of the game made. Because <laughs> he's fucking weird <laughs> uh so so that is my pickup pile insanity that is uh, that's beefy yes yeah i so what oh actually one more last of us part two. <laughs> oh, nice all right <laughs> so what is in your pile all right so uh, it's small today one two three four five six total things but um to start off, uh, for PS4, I picked up a copy of Morbid, The Seven Acolytes. This was an import from... Uh, Merge is the publisher in the U.S. I forget. I think it's Strictly Limited or it's Signature Edition Games, I think is what it oh, is. Okay. 
And uh, it's like a 2D Zelda type almost, but like a Dark Souls level difficulty kind of pixel art game. So I'm going to try that out. Uh, I got a copy of Kingdom Majestic, which includes Kingdom New Lands and Kingdom Two Crowns for PS4. Uh, this I think okay. was like ten bucks on Amazon or something, seven or eight dollars. Is that is that the game that has the Dead Cells uh, like DLC aesthetic to it? I don't know, but it looks like that. Like it's really good two D pixels. It's a beautiful game. Well, there was a there's a game like that that actually like straight up has like a Dead Cells crossover, like where it like I don't know. makes makes the character look like that. I almost bought that game too. I guess maybe. But uh, I have the other versions. Like, I have Kingdom New Lands, so I'll have to get that out of the collection and replace it with this one. And then uh, I got a little I got a little weird, and I got a little, like, you know, you start to just go look for things and buy things. So I got two more. Actually, I got three more, but the first two of them, NES boxed games. Okay, I picked up what was supposed to be a mint in box Shadow of the Ninja. Um, apparently, in all of his pictures, he didn't show the one side of the box that has damage to it. So I'm a little pissed off about Oof. that. Because every he showed every side of the box, and I was like, that's pretty good. And then I get it, and I'm like, what the hell? And I looked at the pictures, and sure enough, like this side he didn't show. Like, that's just so dirty to me. And, you know, I, I could probably throw a fit and get a refund, but whatever. Um, I was also, it pricey? Yeah, it's it was 200 bucks. yeah. Um, but it's, it is still worth it in this condition. Like, you just never find this game complete. So... The, oh, okay. the only thing I made a mistake on is I forgot that this is one of the games that Limited Run is doing a physical reprint of. So okay. I don't know if that's going to make the value go up or down. I should have waited probably because I have a feeling the value is going to go down when people could just buy it cheaper from them. Um, why are they doing special? Why why are they reprinting that series in, in general? I think they're just... Well, I think they got access to stuff from Natsume. Um, okay. Because there's this. They also just got um, Scat. Uh, they're they're doing a, f- a physical reprint of that, and then they had um, uh, metal uh, Met- metal storm, which okay. I, don't, I don't think that's Natsume, but I have to I'd have to look. Um, yeah, I, I don't think that one is either. I don't think it is, but it's but that I think they just did like a version of it because that was also available on other sites besides Limited Run. So. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Uh, but Shadow of the Ninja is kind of a pricey game, and I also picked up a complete box, and this was very good because I'm very happy about this one, Ninja Gaiden 3 for NES, uh, the Ancient Ship nice. of Doom. So I needed both of these for the collection, um, and they're both pricey. I mean, Ninja Gaiden, I think, I forget what it was. I think it was like 150 <laughs> or something. So, and, and then this one was really weird. So here's how I stumbled across this game. You might have seen my reply to it. Someone on Twitter who works at the exclusive company here in green Bay Okay, made a post and said, uh, we got six copies of this in at the exclusive company today. And it was like the day after Christmas, I think. And I was like, well, I'm not going anywhere this weekend. I'm not leaving the house. Um, but it was an NES game called space raft and it's, it's a homebrew game. So someone made this game. It's the company's dusty medical records. And I'm going to read the back. Milwaukee's hungriest band, Space Raft, are in pursuit of their jealous ex-bass player. Take the wheel of the van and guide the band past obstacles to beat the traffic or control the members of Space Raft to clear the screens of sandwiches and thwart the plans of Sermania. Recover the stolen master tapes, release the new Space Raft record, and go on a road trip. <laughs> okay. Why, go ahead. why did the exclusive company have this? 
do do they have more and how much did it cost so exclusive company is sold out uh, okay. I went to the actual company that made the, that put the game out has more copies of this. I bought one directly from them. It's okay. uh, let me see here. It's um, Dusty Medical Records. I, so what I'm wondering is, yeah, it's just DustyMedical.com. And <laughs> so here's the thing, though, it's that's actually a store. Like th- this is a this is a. Um, this is a record store, I think, okay. in, in Milwaukee. Um, and then on there, you can buy... Sp- they apparently also made Space Raft, a rock and roll retro game for the NES, and you can buy it here. <laughs> so okay. uh, it is, for the complete in-box one, it is, I believe, $60. Interesting. Uh, 60 is it bucks. Like, yep, yep, 60 bucks. Does it look like at home in an nes collection or does it kind of stick out no it looks like, great man it looks fantastic okay. um yeah it I'll looks, it looks neat out. um i'll send you a picture of the cover <laughs> uh so then those are that was pretty much it for games and then we had come into the store a mint in box sega dreamcast sports bundle and nice. i've wanted a black dreamcast in mint condition forever and it's been forever since we've had a black one come through so I'm thinking about sending this one away to get HDMI modded uh, as well. And then I'm considering doing the GD-ROM swap as well. They replaced the GD-ROM drive with an SD card slot. Well, what the uh, hell's the point of even having a mid- well, <laughs> black X for a black Dreamcast then? Well, it would, it's not a Dreamcast anymore. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I, I disagree. <laughs> I would say it is because it's still playing the games on actual hardware. It's just that you're getting rid of the disk drive that's going to eventually die on you. And then you're just making it out hdmi yeah but i could also i'm cool with hdmi mod like the the hdmi mods are definitely something that i've wanted to do um i would also like i also want to do a fan mod for the dreamcast because the dreamcast fan is so goddamn loud yeah (laughs) um which is weird because it's tiny uh (laughs) yeah well and i thought uh, i thought that i could take like the white dreamcast i could take that one and i could send that one in to get modded um, and the GD-ROM thing, I'm questionable on. I'm not sure if I would do that, but I'd hate to have this thing HDMI modded and then it, the drive goes out like a year later. <laughs> like, all right, because it's expensive to do those mods. It's it's it, that, to get my Dreamcast modded like that's probably four hundred bucks, four or five hundred bucks. Is it cheaper to do them both at the same time, or are you going to pay the same anyway? I don't know. I would assume whoever did it would offer some sort of bundle rate, but that's a great question. Probably not. <laughs> probably probably the same price. Yeah. How much are how much are those components? Like, how much is the GD-ROM mod and the the hdmi if you were to buy them separately so when i look up dreamcast hdmi on ebay they it's it's always difficult because one a lot of people try to sell just the cables with it and say it's hdmi modded because they have the mm. the like the pound or the uh, hyperkin cables oh yeah those um, things suck. but like here um well, let me see if i can go to sold ones because that's not accurate Okay, so for instance, right now, someone sold a reshelled. Uh, okay, here's just a white white Dreamcast, GD Emu, DC Digital, the new fan, and the new CMOS battery, five hundred eighty bucks. Cool. So that's the Dreamcast cool. and the Ultimate Mod Package, basically. Okay. And some of these are reshelled too. Like like there's a company in Australia making new shells, and they're like translucent blue, translucent gray. 
Uh, there's there's some Raccoon City, the Stars ones, the Resident Evil nice. cases. Really cool stuff. But um, but yeah, so that I got that Dreamcast, I got my NES boxed games, got some PS4 games, and that's it, man. That uh, it, I was pretty light. I really wasn't doing much shopping or anything. I did. I, I was really heavy were, before Christmas. But were you so buying much. gifts for other people? Uh, yeah, of course. Mad lad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that's it. That that is the show, everybody. That that's what we got today. Somehow we still stretched out an hour and a half podcast when we didn't even have a single story to talk about, John. Pretty pretty impressive <laughs> stuff. Said- if I do say 95 games, uh, but that was fun. You know, I, I, I feel like this year I want to make some changes to the podcast. Uh, I want to mix it up a little bit. Like maybe every other week we do something like this. And then in between that, I want to throw in some interviews with some people that I've known for a while that, uh, you know, have some cool, uh, some cool angles on different video game themed stories. So it's still gonna be a video game podcast, but I don't know. I, I got some, I got some ideas cranking on stuff like that because I think, doing this every week you and i it gets a bit stale um but it'd be nice if there was a way to like freshen it up by uh i don't know in interjecting something some variety to it i guess but we'll have to wait and see um see how it all goes uh otherwise for the time being my plan is just keep doing it just like this um and uh yeah so thank you as always everybody for listening and watching remember you can follow us on twitter i'm at drop uh, excuse me i'm at game trade greg john is at dryer combo you can follow us both for a whole bunch of mediocre content <laughs> and uh yep <laughs> and uh of course subscribe on youtube youtube.com slash drop rate uh follow me on twitch twitch.tv slash the drop rate i've been streaming a lot more actually i streamed a, a couple of play till you win call of duty war zones uh over the holiday break so that was quite okay. nice um so we're doing How long a bit that of that. uh usually a couple hours <laughs> okay but but every night that i've started a stream till you win i we've have won a game so we haven't had to like okay we haven't had to like go and quit and be dirty quitters so uh but thank you everybody again uh we appreciate you so much have a good time we'll talk to you next week say goodbye john later we'll talk to you next week have a good one bye-bye